0: The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie Kay. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast, news and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter, at K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K radio on Twitter, We're today on the podcast, it is presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. We're going to talk about Denver's, well, arguably their weakest position last year, and how their weakest position could actually be, dun-dun-dun, a position of strength this year. Hmm? We're going to get into that. I know there's going to be a lot of people who will disagree with me, but we will get to that today on the podcast. But first, I want to say hello to our friends over there at DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Look, I tell you what, sports, of course, has been the theme coming back, and we're getting a blitz of information training camp coming soon, and now it's time to grab your peanuts and popcorn because baseball is back that's right the boys will be getting back out on the diamond this week and while well we may not be able to join them in the stadium that's okay because there's plenty of action to be had from the comfort of your home there is no better place than to get in on the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook app to celebrate baseball coming back DraftKings Sportsbook offering free bets on every home run your team hits think about that they're celebrating baseball by offering Free bets for every home run your team hits. That's crazy. Take advantage of this Grand Slam offer. See what I did there? Easy. All you have to do is place a pregame bet for at least $25 on your home team. And for every home run they hit that game, you'll get $5 worth of free So additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook offering all new users a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't worry if baseball, of course, isn't your game. Maybe it's baseball. Maybe it's MMA. Maybe it's basketball. Maybe it's football. I don't know, but there's plenty to bet on over there at DraftKings Sportsbook, U.S.-based, and of course, making it safe, secure, and reliable. Easy to deposit, easy to withdraw your funds. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code MHS when you sign up for a limited time. Only users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code MHS to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. In Colorado only, bonuses comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25-times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Again, that's a crazy promotion right there. Free bets for every home run your team makes. Hey, uh, put down a bet of at least $25 on your home team, and then for every home run they hit in that game, you get $5. Worth the bets of free bets. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Be sure to go check that out over there with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. We were talking about the position of weakness for the Denver Broncos. And I think most people think, okay, well, it's obviously the quarterback position. Mm, Yeah, I think you could define that. Okay. That'd be easy pickings. Uh, and then you start to look around and you say, okay, well, it's probably the cornerback position, right? And it's like, oh, okay, I think you could say that as well, too. They, they've been improved as well, too. Maybe that, that fits the narrative. But I'm actually going to go offensive line. Huh? What? 72? What? Juwan James? Huh? Yeah. The offensive line. I'm going to tell you why, okay? The offensive line last year was dreadful. Make no mistake, okay? They were bad, they were inconsistent, they were injured, they dealt with a lot of problems left and right, just it was not good, okay? Now, the Broncos last year, of course, for the final five games, though, had a drastically improved offensive line, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that, well, Drew Locke was playing, okay? I'm sorry, what did you expect from an offensive line with Joe Flacco at the quarterback? Okay, what did you expect? Joe Flacco holds on to the football. He was not a good quarterback. We all kind of knew that going in. What did you expect from the offensive line? I'll even go back further. When Case Keenum was playing, you were not going to see some good offensive line play. Because the quarterback and the offensive line very much work in harmony, and a lot of times when that harmony is disrupted, either on the quarterback side or the offensive line side, it affects the other one as well. And last year, there just wasn't anything that was working at the quarterback position. So, what did you think was gonna? Who did you think was gonna look bad? It was obviously going to be the offensive line. Now, I'll be the first to tell you, okay? Seventy-two over there on the left side. Did not play well last year. All right. The inopportune holding penalties when the Broncos would hit a big play. It really killed the optics. He'd get his quarterback killed. He played bad. All right. But for the final five games of the year, and I don't believe PFF is the Bible, but we've seen him rank out as somebody who just doesn't qualify as a bust. Since 2017, Bulls overall grade at 77.1 puts him at 15th out of 37 players. Now, That's not first-round talent play, but that's not complete bust either. So when you start to look around the league and you say, okay, well, Texans left tackle Laramie Tunsil, who I think a lot of people believe is the best young tackle in the game, uh, he was flagged one more time than Bowles and allowed one fewer sack than Bowles last year. So I think a lot of this has to do with the optics of things a lot of people don't like Garrett Bowles because of the optics it was the big play to Emmanuel Sanders earlier in the year it was the touchdown I think it was in the the Titans game if I remember correctly you know the Vikings all these different calls that were calling back big plays it hurt the optics and then he had one real bad game or two to go along with his inconsistencies and people really zeroed in on him in quite frankly what I think is an unfair way so if you're the Broncos you say okay we've obviously got a problem with the left tackle position but can we get by this year okay now again I'm just talking about the left tackle position right now I haven't even started on the right tackle position because the right tackle position certainly is a problem as well but if there was ever a guy to trust when it comes to selecting a player evaluating a player prepping a player for a season, and understanding when to get rid of and or move on from a guy, isn't it Mike Munchak? Isn't that the guy you trust? It's kind of like we say the same thing about linebackers and corners with Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel. Isn't Mike Munchak the guy you want to trust in the entire NFL? So why don't we say, hey, they doesn't seem like they had this sense of urgency to move on. From Garrett Poles. Uh, Jason Peters was out there for the longest time. He re-signs with Philadelphia for, quite frankly, a pretty cheap deal. I believe $6 million, if I remember correctly. Denver could have very much afforded that. Then you look at the offensive line in the draft. Denver had an opportunity to look at Ezra Cleveland and, and a couple other options. Maybe a trade up for Tristan Wirfs. I mean, there were a lot of opportunities there to pick an offensive line. And it never seemed like they even thought about jumping at it. You know, back to free agency prior when there were many names out there. Instead, what did they do? They filled the guard position because they knew Ron Leary was out of here. They had to fill the center position, obviously, in the draft because of the departure. Uh, you know, and, and, and look, you build around the offensive line and the interior out, and I like that method, but maybe in more particular, it just never seemed like they pounded the table for a tackle position. And so I'm going to say, you know what, Mike Munchak sees something. I'm gonna say Mike Munchek maybe realizes that you know what for one more year we can get by by these guys because we got a better quarterback throwing the football now, and maybe this can neutralize the pass rush. Now, I'll be the first to tell you. This has everything to do with Drew Locke and his success and his growth and his progress, then actually the offensive line maybe, you know, individually getting better. But you could see a unit now become the most improved. Because of what's happening around them. And it has everything to do with Drew Locke making his teammates. Better, neutralizing the pass rush with quick throws, those frustrating third and shorts when you send maybe an extra guy and then you get caught with the the hand in the cookie jar and Drew Locke dumps it out to Melvin Gordon for a twenty yard gain, you know, out of the backfield. You know, maybe this is on second and long and they send the blitz and Drew Locke says, you know what, I go trust my guy and I'm gonna toss it up to Noah Fan or Cortland Sutton, and you get burned on a one on one match. Match up because you couldn't have that spy setting down because you blitz the safety. So I, I think if you're a Denver Broncos team that is looking to just simply straight get better on offense talent-wise, I think you approach this offseason in a very well-thought-out appropriate manner. You got much more talented on the uh, offensive line side of things with the uh, center position as well as the guard position. You got much more talented at the wide receiver position between Jerry, Judy, KJ, Hamler and obviously the growth of Court and Sutton. You got much more talented at the tight end position and quite frankly at the uh, running back position as well too. And then the hope, of course, the most important position being quarterback is that you see the progress of Drew Locke from year one to year two. Tech Technically, still his rookie year, but we've seen guys pop in this same kind of situation. I go back to what uh, you know, Colin Cowherd said a couple weeks ago. We featured that clip on our podcast. There's always a pop guy in the league, somebody who kind of breaks out. We've seen that with Carson Wentz, we've seen that with Patrick Mahomes, we've seen that with Lamar Jackson, we've seen that with so many quarterbacks in the past in year two. And Drew Locke has stats that are better than all those guys in their initial initial year and i think with the offense that surround him you could argue that maybe the pop guy is drew lock this year and if drew lock pops to the to the tune of i don't know 30 35 touchdowns you know 10 interceptions throws for 4000 yards you're talking about an offense that gets drastically improved all of a sudden we look at the offensive line and we say this isn't even an issue anymore I mean, they're looking at it and saying, boy, maybe we should have actually picked up that option, that 50-year option for Garrett Bowles, because, boy, all of a sudden things look totally different. You know, I think this has a lot to do with the quarterback position, because 2017-2018 was arguably the worst quarterbacking I have ever seen. Not only was it bad, it was a rotation. Of bad players from Trevor Simeon to Brock Osweiler to Paxton Lynch and Ch- Chad Kelly had a d- small time here, and Mark Sanchez had a cup of coffee during training camp. I mean, it was a disaster in every way, shape, or form. Now all of a sudden you have this stability of a player who I think is going to be quite good caliber-wise and maybe things look a little differently. It's a Broncos Blitz podcast. It's presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. So we've been talking very much about the left tackle position and Garrett Pouls, but I do want to focus to the right tackle position because Juwan James, this is a big year for Juwan James. You know, quite frankly, Denver brought him in as, at the time, the highest-paid right tackle, and this is somebody that needs to perform for the Denver Broncos and needs to be on the field. Health-wise, obviously, he was dealing with a major injury, and I think he took a lot of criticism that was probably unnecessary because news of that injury didn't actually come out until about, what was it, week 11? Uh, Look, these guys are always dealing with injuries. They're always hurt in some way, shape, or form. This is a big reason why I don't talk about injuries that don't get released a lot because you just don't know what they're going through. Okay? There's no reason to criticize or second-guess or think when they're dealing with a torn meniscus. I mean, that's a big deal. Now, the hope is that this guy is fully healthy. And if he is fully healthy, he needs to be on the field. And so we will see what happens with this Broncos right tackle position because, you know, if you're the Broncos, I, I as much as you're saying Elijah Wilkinson is helping out on the left side as competition for Garrett Bowles. I think you need to be prepping Elijah Wilkinson for the right tackle position because I think this very much could be a situation where you don't get anything out of Juwan James because of a potential injury or whatever may be the case, and then you're putting Elijah Wilkinson on that right side. So a lot to go over, a lot to think about, but could the Denver Broncos offensive line be the most improved position in 2020 versus what we saw from 2019, which was just, oh gosh. I mean, in a way to describe it, just bad, bad, dreadful. I mean, it was terrible. They were, they were inopportune with their, their penalties. And I mean, you look at a situation where they're just killing drives and first and second down. And now all of a sudden we're saying, well, gosh, you know, for a young rookie quarterback, and and really I shouldn't even say for a young rookie quarterback because we say this about quarterbacks all the time. You know, pressure, what what always caused Peyton Manning a lot of problems was pressure up the middle. What always causes Tom Brady problems? Pressure up the middle. Get in his face. Get in his grill. Push him around. You don't even have to get to him. Just push the center into Tom Brady and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, he's got a sidestep right into a, 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 a pass rushing left or right end. Maybe you send a blitzer. Maybe there's a linebacker screaming off the edge. Now all of a sudden you've got problems if you're the Patriots offense with Tom Brady rushing up the middle just because you got the push up up front. If Denver can sustain a protection in the interior, now all of a sudden you say, Okay, Drew Locke is at least in position and given all the weapons now he is no excuse now he is no excuse to say this is the kid that needs to at least deliver to some way shape or form some sort of season that rivals a you know a pretty solid to good year and uh, you know uh, look make no mistake and we've said this on the podcast before uh channel your expectations and understand that this is a kid who is not going to throw for 5000 yards and 40 touchdowns 45 touchdowns he's not going to be the big you know, Mahomes-looking statistics, all right? It's just not going to be there. But what you should see, what you should see is a progression from last year, um, crisp, clean passes understanding of the defense, better knowing of where blitzers are coming from, uh, starting to to incorporate more parts of the game into the offense, and that's throwing to, to the uh, running back out of the backfield. That's the wheel routes. That's uh, understanding the, the checkdowns and not trying to force it every single time. And you start to see all this come together, and you say, wow, boy, we, we could see something happening here for this Denver Broncos offense in 2020. And a lot of it has to do with maybe a potential most improved unit and dare I say, the offensive line. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Uh, would love your response. You think I'm crazy? You think I'm dead on? Be sure to go check it out over there on milehighsports.com. And of course on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio is where you can follow me. And of course, you can check out everything going on. With our Broncos coverage there, and in previous editions and archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast at MileHighSports.com, of course we will be at training camp uh, covering the Broncos as much as we can. At least, uh, obviously, this COVID nineteen is certainly playing and and making a major effect on that but we will do our best to give you the best Broncos news and notes that we can. We will continue to cover them of course at milehighsports.com with this podcast where you can subscribe on the many locations as you could find this podcast and hey, if you like the podcast, if you like what we do, be sure to subscribe and, you know, hit the five star button on the many different ways that you can vote on Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, milehighsports.com. I certainly appreciate it. It helps me look better. It helps with our SEO, all that fun stuff. And hopefully it adds to our Broncos Blitz family, which I appreciate hearing from you all the time over there on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. And again, you can listen and message there. You have any questions and hey, maybe we'll bring up those questions on the podcast. We will certainly look at doing that moving forward. All done for the Broncos Blitz Podcast. It is presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I appreciate you tuning in. Be sure to follow for more info on the Broncos and previous editions of the archived Broncos Blitz Podcast and future podcasts at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all.